Today, will Tom Emmer be the next Speaker of the House? Jenna Ellis pleads guilty in the Georgia election fraud case, and more details emerge about the Biden crime family scheme. But is it the smoking gun everyone is looking for? We've got all of that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, and today it's the Yakubuyan special. We've got Yakubuyans, Blaze TV contributor and host of The Bottom Line. I'm I'm the blessed one to be here with you. Oh, stop it! Well, there's no shortage of things to talk about. None of them, none of them good. I don't think. I'm not sure. We haven't had a lot of. Oh, you checked. (laughs) I'm glad the optimism is still there. You are still, she's still checking every day. She, you know, wait, it's like, let me, it's wait. It's gotta be silver wait, lining, fine. Wait. One. Still no. I still no. <laughs> but hey, you get to listen to the uh, horrible, awful, uh, pessimistic news, but you're still gonna laugh because we make that's it enjoyable. For sure. um, so, the speaker race. So, here's, here's the, the latest on the Speaker of the House updates because. In case you've been sleeping, hiding under a rock, I don't know. We still do not have a Speaker of the House in Congress. Uh, So Tom Emmer of Minnesota, who is uh, the House Majority Whip, was elected as the GOP Speaker nominee in the internal race that the GOP had. So he's not, they didn't go through and have the formal vote count that includes the Democrats. So this isn't the formal official result, but it is within the GOP's internal polling. Uh, Remember, there were like nine people that started to throw their hat into the ring um, yesterday. And, you know, Byron Donalds, who has a 100% Liberty score, Mm -hmm. um, was one of those people. And so we were like, guys, if you want actual conservatism and you want someone to push that forward, maybe don't reelect someone with like a 50 percent liberty score. And they said, no, no, we don't. We don't actually want that. And so now I'm trying to look up Tom Emmer's um, liberty score vote uh, because I don't recall. But none of them were good. None of them as good. I think it was as Jim, in the 60s. Well, none of them. Jim Jordan was 97 point something. Um, Donald, 100. But these guys are too conservative for the party. Yeah, 69. 69. Yeah. That, my mom's a teacher. She taught in my high school. That's called fail. That's a fail. That's a fail grade. <laughs> right. My mom said that's fail. Right. Yeah, you fail at that score. For sure. You can't be a 69, 69 in your Liberty score. Not electable. Not even electable. Never mind Speaker of the House, Sarah. This guy can't. Look, Donald, uh, Jordan, but here's something dawned on me the other day. If we have to think a little bit past 2024, we got to go to 2025 when things are really nice and cooking in D.C. and the swamp is squirming, right? I hope and pray this time, if it is Donald Trump, that we actually elect an attorney general. We tell him, live in Florida. You don't move to the swamp. Your sole job is to investigate and prosecute mm. the House mm-hmm. and the Senate. Mm-hmm. And then the heads of the agencies. But you start with the House and the Senate. The reason they don't want a true conservative, a 
Christian, may I say, in a Jim Jordan or a Donald in a house is when that coin flips, that individual, if it is a Jim Jordan or it is a Donald, will stand with the president and will clean house. Mm-hmm. Emma will not. Well, to your point. They will help hide the corruption and, and further swampify. Yeah, to, to your point, apparently uh, reports are saying that um, Democrats are now leaders in the Democrat caucus are saying we actually think Emmer is the best mm-hmm. out of these GOP candidates. When you have the Democrats saying, oh, we yes, we agree. We think he's the best. Then what have you won, really? What have you won, really? Look, and it's I look, I was very well documented on the show because I met with a man one time. It's like, I'll never work with that mind, Kevin McCarthy. So I was never a McCarthy fan, okay? Mm-hmm. But there was a deal made with the Democrats. Right. To get him out. Right, right, right. Now we're going to see a deal made with the Democrats. Right. To get, an- get another McCarthy in. And just the fact, if, if there's a single sole Democrat that goes, you know what, guys, I think that's a good decision, we go, then that guy's not electable. Yeah. That's the wrong choice. So, so the reports say that um, if, this is what the Democrats say, if Emmer agrees to fund the government, uh, bring aid bills on Ukraine and Israel to the floor, that they would be open to helping him by not by just simply sitting the vote out. So at least enough of them would sit the vote out uh, to give, to allow uh, Emmer to receive the necessary votes to become speaker. However, it may be DOA because there's already like 26 GOP congressional members that have already said that they will not vote yes. for Emmer. I mean, yes. I don't need to go through all of these people. Yeah. The, the, the usual suspects, yeah. right? Andy Biggs, uh, Paul Gassar, MTG, Thomas Massey, uh, Chip Roy, um, the people who you need to see on that list yes. to know this is not our guy. Yes. So the, I don't even know if this even goes anywhere. But but my point is, I understand that you need to have Democrats work with you to a certain extent to elect someone. But you also need to like so often the Democrats are very good at their messaging and blaming us for all of the, you know, uh, the, the, the stalemates in Congress for blaming us when the government shuts down. Well, it's the Republicans fault because they wouldn't work with us. You know what? Sometimes you just have to own it and say, we are not backing down. You're the ones who are choosing to hold this up because you know that we hold the power. We were elected to hold the power. This is our choice. Yeah. And if you guys continue voting against this these this person, whoever it is, you are delaying yes. the aid that we can give to Israel. Yeah. You are delaying securing the border. You are delaying it, not us. The people elected us to have the power and that's what we're trying to do. And you're the ones who are preventing us. Why hold a majority if you're not going to wield the power? Right. Why hold a majority in the House? Why even fight for a majority if the moment arrives, which they don't arrive often, by the way, okay? It's not like you... I know it feels like we get to elect Speaker of the House every five months here, but normally it doesn't. You get these moments so selectively where you can actually wield the power and unify. We have the votes. Yeah. If they vote yeah. correctly. We right. have enough. We have the we have majority. We don't need the Democrats. If we just say, listen, a Jim Jordan, a Donald, these these guys are our guys. What a blessing. Yeah. A gift from God that we can replace a McCarthy with a Donald or a Jordan. Let's all get behind them. And then you got the Scalises of the world, mm-hmm. and you got the Tony Gonzalez of the world, and you got the secret ballot 
in, in, the, in the back rooms of the dungeons going, well, no, the corrupt element. And that's when we pull the left back into the conversation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? And now they're saying we want the most radical, the most left-leaning. We want the wolf in sheep's clothing. And by the way, they say, well, we'll give Israel some money, but we got to give the Ukraine some more money. Right. So right. what they want is another $100 billion for the Ukraine, another right. in lining the pockets of the left. And, and so what should happen here now is you should see 60, 70 of the Republicans going, Emmer, never. Right, right. Never, we right. can't. Right, Well, I mean, case in point, I mean, do, what do they do when they have a chance to nominate a Speaker of the House? They get Nancy Pelosi in there. Do you think she gives a flying flip about working with Republicans? Couldn't care less. Absolutely not. No she was the one to jam everything down Republicans' throats, whether they liked it or not, because she knew how to wield power. We could say a ton of different things about Nancy Pelosi That's right. and perhaps her vodka drinking. But the woman knew how to wield the power that she was given in such a way to advance her agenda and advance her cause. And um, another case in point, who are the Democrats nominating every single time it goes to the floor? Hakeem Jeffries. Yes. Do you think Hakeem Jeffries wants to work with the Republicans? No. Absolutely Look, freaking not. Anybody they nominate, anybody they're willing to... Look, they know each other. This is not, I want, I want people to understand. It's not like they, there's this giant separation. Right. They do cocktails together yes. every night. Yeah. I've been there, walked with them. It's despicable. You'll vomit. The badge comes off at 5 p.m., Republican, Democrat badge, and it's his uniparty. They know exactly who in that city, in that town, will move which way. Right. So if they champion somebody from the left, you cannot stand with them. They will stab you in the back. They will abandon you. They'll murder babies in the womb. They'll have the border open all under the Republican banner like a Kevin McCarthy and work with Joe Biden and mm -hmm. send money to a foreign country. You cannot trust them as far as you can throw them. The problem here is we're in a stalemate. Yeah. We're in the stalemate where too many on the conservative side of the aisle who are not conservatives don't want mm -hmm. strong mm -hmm. conservatism don't want base. Mm -hmm. They don't want it. Right. They, they say it. Steve Scalise. Yeah. I mean, come on, dude. Yeah. Right. And so th this is a problem. So we're probably going to have to work with the left to get some sort of a milquetoast speaker elected because it's not going to be the two best guys. Right. They've already dissed them. Right. The two highest liberty scores are like, because you can't go higher than 100 and it's hard to go higher than 97. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we are already compromising. Right. We're already, again, par for the course for the Republican movement, the lesser of two evils. Mm -hmm. I don't want any evil. Mm -hmm. I want champion. Mm -hmm. Well, apparently they don't. Um, I want to read this uh, Donald Trump truth post on Tom Emmer. He said, I have many wonderful friends wanting to be the Speaker of the House, and some are truly great warriors. Rhino Tom Emmer, who I do not know well, is not one of them. He never respected the power of a Trump endorsement or the breadth and scope of MAGA. Make America, I'm sorry, he, this is in all caps, make America great again! Exclamation point. He fought me all the way and actually spent more time defending Ilan Omar than he did me. He is totally out of touch with Republican voters. I believe he has now learned his lesson because he is saying that he is pro-Trump all the way, but who can never be sure? Has he only changed because that's what it takes to win? The Republican Party cannot take that chance because that's not where the America First voters are. Voting for a globalist rhino like Tom Emmer would be a tragic mistake. Um, so he's not wrong. Um, I think the problem with what Donald Trump is saying here is that 
he can talk about the, 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 again, wielding power, the power that he wields by endorsing certain candidates. But I think you can only apply that to real Americans because so far in the swamp, it hasn't worked, right? He, uh, he endorsed Jim Jordan um, and nothing happened because in the swamp, they don't actually care what anyone else wants. They don't actually care what the America First policies are. To your point, Yaku, they don't actually care about any of that. Um, they Delaware, just care Delaware, about their own deals. Yeah, Delaware runs like its own country. Right. It's 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 like the it's like the Vatican, right? right. It, it's not it, it's not Italian. It's not for the Italian people. I mean, DC is not for America. If Eric July was sitting here, I know he would endorse this. It. Look, will this ever happen? I don't know. There's so much to do. There's so much to fix. If Trump gets back in there, four years is not enough to fix this complete, absolute disaster. But this country should, this government should be decentralized, Sarah. I mean, you should have the Labor Department in Ohio, and they never see the Justice Department. They don't get to eat in the same restaurants. Their kids don't go to the same schools. Mm -hmm. They don't play the same colleges. You should, you know, completely disassemble this thing and make them live with the people. Right. Because they don't. They're so out of touch with the people. And the fact, two words in that statement that should never even ever be uttered together, globalist rhino. That's a great point. I mean, what are we talking about here, man? Yeah. And then how badly does that reflect on the American people for electing these idiots? Right, right. Because they got elected. Oh, of course. Now, People say, well, it's stolen. What are you? Okay. Uh-huh. No, many of them got many elected. Many of them did get elected because two, two things can be true at once, right? Yes. Um, on one hand, they, on admitted the to fortify, they admitted to fortifying the election. Like yeah. it was right there in Time magazine. They admitted to doing that. Um, and on the other hand, um, there are still a very um, uninformed people who are casting votes. And that, and this is the result of that. And we are only ever increasing in the lack of educated voter. Right. I mean, if you look at what's coming into our country. No kidding. Yeah, and yes, I am saying that. I'm not saying the individuals that's coming into this country are of a low intellectual capacity, but they have zero understanding of the United States of America, who we are, why we were founded, what we fight for, fight for and fought for, what our founding fathers stood for, that we are one nation under God, that the Constitution is drafted from the Word of God. They've got no concept or knowledge for that. And Sarah, you cannot protect what you don't love. Mm-hmm. And you can't love what you don't know. Mm-hmm. So they can't love America. They will never love America. We are now growing in our fastest growing sector of our society as a populace that cannot and do not love America. Yeah. It's what they want. And, and just to, to Globalist. tie a, a bow on that, um, you know, people might say, well, they're obviously illegal aliens aren't allowed to vote in the presidential election. Well, let me tell you, it's coming because um, they're already in certain states and certain cities allowing them to vote in local elections. So just see that out within a couple of years. Oh, and by the way, also Gen Z. Yeah. Need I say more? That's it. Yeah. Um, all right. When we come back, let's talk about uh, Jenna Ellis pleading guilty down in Georgia. First, I want to thank our sponsor, Relief Factor. So we've worked with Relief Factor forever. And um, Relief Factor has actually been instrumental in reducing my pain that I have in my back. I was in a car accident many, many years ago and screwed up some of the discs in my back. And they're like, 
well, we could um, put you under and um, put give you steroid injections. And it's not going to actually solve like the root cause of the problem. It's just going to mask the pain. And then when the steroid uh, wears off, we're just going to keep doing it. We're just going to keep doing it over and over again. And every time you have to go under because it's your spine. And I was like, I don't think I want to do that. And instead, I tried Relief Factor. And it's it really works. Um, it's been life-changing. And the best part is it's all natural. It's anti-inflammatory. So it actually is going to target the root cause of your pain, which is the inflammation. So it's not just masking it. It's not just a topical cream. It's not just a Band-Aid, if you will. It is actually getting rid of that pain at the root. There are hundreds of thousands of people who have similar success stories using Relief Factor. And actually about 70% of the people who order it initially go on to keep ordering it because it's working for them. So you can order a trial pack for $19.95 to see if it will work for you to reduce your pain. And if it does, it can be life-changing. You can go to relieffactor.com. That is relieffactor.com. All right, former Trump attorney Jenna Ellis uh, pleaded guilty today to one count of aiding and abetting fa- false statements and writings, uh, which is a felony. And she had actually, this is of course, you know, it, whenever anyone pleads guilty, it's because they're, they're, it's a plea deal, right? So she's accepting uh, a reduced charge. This was also, she was facing a more serious charge of anti-racketeering laws. So, um, you know, so now it's Sidney Powell and Jenna Ellis who have uh, pleaded guilty to avoid jail time. She was sentenced to five years probation, a $5,000 fine and 100 hours of community service and was also ordered, of course, to write an apology letter to the people of Georgia, which let's not get it twisted. We know why that is. They, they want to put their thumb on top of you and um, make sure that they embarrass you um, forever going against them. But I want to play Jenna Ellis um, crying, breaking down in tears at this hearing. And here's what she had to say. Watch. As an attorney who is also a Christian, I take my responsibilities as a lawyer very seriously. And I endeavor to be a person of sound moral and ethical character in all of my dealings. In the wake of the 2020 presidential election, I believed that challenging the results on behalf of President Trump should be pursued in a just and legal way. I endeavored to represent my client to the best of my ability. I relied on others, including lawyers with many more years of experience than I, to provide me with true and reliable information, especially since my role involved speaking to the media and to legislators in various states. What I did not do, but should have done, Your Honor, was to make sure that the facts the other lawyers alleged to be true were in fact true. In the frenetic pace of attempting to raise challenges to the election in several states, including Georgia, I failed to do my due diligence. I believe in and I value election integrity. If I knew then what I know now, I would have declined to represent Donald Trump in these post-election challenges. I look back on this whole experience with deep remorse. For those failures of mine, Your Honor, I have taken responsibility already before the Colorado Bar who censured me, and I now take responsibility before this court and apologize to the people of Georgia. Thank you. So um, Jenna was also ordered to testify truthfully in any trials related to the case, which obviously I think the conclusion is they're trying to strike deals with all of these people so that the evidence piles up against Donald Trump and... Boom, there you go. You can finally throw him in prison, which is what you guys have been trying to do for a very, very long time now. 
um, this is, you remember, we were here the day we talked about Sydney. I know Sydney personally, you know Jenna personally. When Sydney Powell pled guilty as a very senior lawyer, mm-hmm. as senior as Rudy Giuliani is in that situation, from a litigation standpoint, Sydney Powell is very senior. I said, this is not good. Mm-hmm. This is writing on the wall. No question. We said that day, Jenna's going to have to follow the path. And I wouldn't be surprised if we not a week from now see a Rudy Giuliani do the same thing and anybody involved. And it's not a good trajectory for what is to come. They're building a case. They're getting it on the record. Mm-hmm. They're not just letting them, you know, testify to whatever it is they're making them testify, but they're getting them to be key witnesses in what's coming. And so if you could separate a guy from his support system, which is really what predators do, right. you separate an individual from their support system, their network, their sustenance, and then you weaponize those against them under force, fraud, coercion, you, you, you force them. I'm telling you, buckle up. Mm-hmm. March, April, May, June. Mm-hmm. If he is the nominee in the mm-hmm. primary, mm-hmm. Well, the, the thing, too, that I, I'm, I'm having trouble um, figuring out is, look, uh, I, I believe wholeheartedly that Donald Trump is not the one, like, he believed that this was taken from him. He believed all of these things. And I'm not saying that there wasn't a degree of that happening because there was. But I think that it's important to make the distinction about um, the the voting machines and about other methods uh, of doing that. Now, their argument. Convoluted. Right. So convoluted. Right. Especially with with Sydney and Dominion. And I mean, I mean, it was it was a free for all. Right. But look, Donald Trump is great, but. I can't imagine he's the one going in and doing these, this investigating himself no. and uncovering these things himself. That's not him. That's what he hires his people to do. Yeah. Meanwhile, you do have Sidney Powell going on with Fox News saying we're going to release the Kraken. I mean, she was very specific on what they had, what they were alleging about Dominion and what they were going to show to the world that she never ended up doing so. And so at a certain point, you have to go. Are we really to believe that Donald Trump was the mastermind behind some whole scheme to defraud like this, the state of Georgia uh, and rob them of the election results? Like, I don't believe that for a second because that wasn't his role in everything. So who here is the one who actually was amping everyone up? To Jenna's point, she was like, I believed what I was being told by other lawyers around me, and that's on me. Because I should have done my due diligence and looked at it, and I didn't. But, like, to her point, I would like to know who did that. Because it sounds a whole lot like one of them is in this pile of people, and they're all going to take deals, and they're going to throw it on Donald Trump when we all know good and well that he was, he was, if someone was lying, he was also being lied to because he wasn't a criminal mastermind who cooked up some scheme. Well, here's, here's, this, it's such a pivotal point you're making. To a degree, some of them can deflect yeah. by taking a plea deal. Right. He's not going to get that option. Exactly. Who does he deflect to? Well, the, and they're doing all of the plea deals first, so right. he will be the last one. Not just plea deals. Year me today. They will call Jenna as yes. a key witness. Yes. 
They will call Sydney as a key witness. They'll call Rudy as a key witness. This is majorly problematic. And if you think some white knight called, you know, Mitch McConnell or the new Speaker of the House or whoever is going to ride in to Donald Trump's aid in that hour, there's no deflection. Right. Who he's not going to get to say, well, I trusted my lawyers. Because on the other side of the courtroom, is going to sit lawyers who's going to be called onto the bench mm-hmm. as key witnesses against him. Mm-hmm. So you're deflecting to the people, oh, how convenient, Mr. Trump. Right. This is not good. No. This is bad at every level. And, and it's, it's how you would do it. If, if you played the handbook of Satan, this is how you would play it. Yeah. You do it. It's force. It's extortion. It's making people. Now, granted, Jenna stood there and said, hey, it's on me. I should have done more due diligence. And we can all put ourselves in, in someone's shoes of, hey, it's frantic and you make mistakes. It's just the stakes are just higher at that level. The mistakes, if there are mistakes, but I'm with you. Whose sole responsibility was it? And it's not one person ever. Right. To forensically yep. go gather evidence, vet, verify, proof, and verify mm-hmm. And then show the American people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always remember Julian Assange. When, when Assange told you, hey, I'm leaking some things, he leaked them. Right, right. There they were. Right. Boom. Yeah, he right. said he had it. He had it. Right. Yeah, someone was tasked with that responsibility. Who's that? And came forward with a result who's that, that they collective then couldn't. Body? Right, that they then couldn't prove. I would like to know who that is because if that's a person making a plea deal... We should know that because that person should not be able to make some sort of a plea deal so that they can flip on Donald Trump. And we don't know who that is. No. And I don't and and I am not convinced that we will ever know who that is, which, of course, was the left's intention, I'm sure, the whole time, because as we say so often on this program, they are always 10, 20 steps freaking ahead of our side. And I want to speak to the base here, you know, that. And, and this is really important, guys. The, the whole notion that Trump will fix it. Right. You Listen, Moses himself went up that hill, came down, and God said, listen, look, they're worshiping a calf. No one man is going to walk into the Oval Office and just fix this. That's not reality. Stop thinking that way. It's not how life doesn't work. Number one, you can't do it without God. But this is bad. We need to see the writing on the wall. This is why we get so upset when we're abdicating our responsibility in the House of actually electing a champion for a change. Mm-hmm. Start rebuilding the wall, not the wall on the border, but the fortress to defend liberty and justice. If we get a shot to bring someone in who can actually be an ally for Donald Trump in the White House, such as a Jim Jordan, don't squander this opportunity yeah. because they're dropping like flies. Right. Those who could stand with him, yep. if that makes sense. Yep. Um, all right, we've uh, we've got to take a break, but we have kind of a big announcement uh, about our website over at theblaze.com. Um, you may notice that it looks very different and very clean and very fresh. And um, there's a couple of, you know, uh, also fun announcements that we've got in addition to this new website launch. And I thought instead of just like reading it to you, I'd just let you watch everyone read it to you. <laughs> What? 
This is how big tech and our ruling elites do it. They decide they want to suppress a story and they use all sorts of tactics and they leverage all the players in big tech to crush it. We have been demonetized more times than I can count for telling the truth about COVID, the BLM riots, government corruption, vaccine safety, that's a big one, and so many more. Stories that we were willing to take the hit on because they were things you needed to know about. We've been demonetized over and over. And honestly, fine, who cares? But what does matter is the truth. Every time they demonetize a story or label it as misinformation and lies, they just suppress it so no one gets to hear the actual truth. Most Americans get their news on social media, in their feeds, and big tech uses the demonetization and misinformation labels as tools to make sure those stories never get to your feeds. Well, we're sick of it and we've decided to get rid of them entirely. We've removed all ads on Blaze News because we've decided rather than being dependent on ad exchanges, we'd rather rely on you. And we're investing in more quality content like expert analysis, insightful commentary, and real authentic investigative reporting. Go to theblaze.com to check out the all new ad-free experience and see for yourself. I think you're gonna love it. tell you guys often that um, we pre-tape this show and it's a very quick turnaround, but sometimes you tape an entire segment and then you find out uh, shortly thereafterwards that it, everything's changed. And so as of uh, right now, we've just learned that Tom Emmer has now dropped out of the speaker race. Because Sarah brought it up on her show and talked about it, and that's the power I of this I put it show. into the universe, and he was so scared. He went scampering away like they all do. Hmm. Now, now, now who? Can we please return to sanity now after our whole rant in A Block? Can we go to Donald? Can we give him a try? Can right. we maybe get that 100% Liberty score back? Could be possibly. I doubt it. Somehow I doubt it. Somehow I doubt it. But we'll, but we'll be on top of it. Only to a certain degree, and then maybe we'll just have to tell you midway through the show. <laughs> but, you know, that's sometimes how it goes. Um, all right. I do want to get to this other story, though, which is uh, Joe, the latest with the Joe Biden crime family syndicate. So um, I, I just want to I think the, the easiest way to go through the latest development, lay it all out is to um, let James Comer, who is, of course, leading this investigation on the House Committee of Oversight and Accountability, um, I want to let James Comer explain what they have found now uh, with Joe Biden. Watch. Bank records obtained by the House Committee on Oversight have revealed a $200,000 direct payment from James and Sarah Biden to Joe Biden in the form of a personal check. Here's some important context about this check we've obtained in our investigation. In 2018, James Biden received $600,000 in loans from AmeriCorps, a financially distressed and failing rural hospital operator. According to bankruptcy court documents, James Biden received these loans, quote, based upon representations that his last name, Biden, could open doors and that he could obtain a large investment from the Middle East based on his political connections, end quote. On March 1st, 2018, AmeriCorps wired a $200,000 loan into James and Sarah Biden's personal bank account, not their business bank account. And then on the very same day, James Biden wrote a $200,000 check from this same personal bank account to Joe Biden. James Biden wrote this check to Joe Biden 
as a, quote, loan repayment. Now, I want to add a little bit more context here. So the former CEO of this company that sent uh, James Biden the money, AmeriCorps, this is Grant White, he says that Jim Biden and his business partners, uh, hedge, fund, hedge fund managers Michael Lewitt and Amer Rostam, became enamored of America, AmeriCorps' business model and approached White about investing in the company. They agreed to enter into business together on the promise that Biden and his partners would be able to deliver upwards of $30 million to invest in AmeriCorps. Uh, White said that James Biden told him, there's not a single door in the country that we can't open. So if I wanted to meet, you know, the head of Google, it's a phone call. Um, he said, White said he always represented himself as the fundraiser for his brother's campaigns. He was the guy raising the money. And so he knew everybody. So this would be tying Joe to this wielding influence and power because um, he says Biden, Jim Biden, made some phone calls. He agreed to get $2 million. Um, and then AmeriCorps ended up sending over uh, a bunch of money, some of which was this $200,000. And the same day that he got that money from AmeriCorps, you see the check right there that he paid Joe Biden $200,000. Now it's of course says loan repayment, but I'm not sure that in the memo you would write like all the crimes that we're committing or I'm, this is what you're owed as the big guy. Big guy. Right. 10% for the big guy. Your stipend. Yes. For crimes committed. Yes. Successfully. Right, right, right. Now, look, this is pay for play. In Africa, they call it pay for play. That's what it is. Uh, back in the radio days, record labels would pay to play, pay to play the record, right? This is a pay for access. And of course, brother will write to brother. It's a loan repayment. Mm -hmm. But brother who's writing the check has got two brain cells. One fell off the cork. The other one couldn't figure out that this is traceable. Mm -hmm. Same day, uh, related. It's going to tie your brother, the president, to this. Thank you very much for the evidence. We appreciate the lack of uh, um, discernment. No, look, this is this is bad. I mean, when last when last have we have we had this much evidence, right? Yeah. When it when it relates to corruption, financial corruption on a president, a sitting president, the most popular of all time. Thank you for bringing that up. It, that is a very important. The most popular remember. president to the black community, yes. more than Barack Obama. Yes. Barack Obama. Yes, yes, yes. Right. The corruption is just mounting. Now we got checks, brother to brother. But we knew from the laptop days, it's the big guy, the family, funnel it through the family, mm -hmm. pay, pay the brother, and, mm -hmm. and just you repay a loan. Mm -hmm. The next thing you'll hear is Joe will say, well, he loaned money for his brother's house that something happened right. to, you know. Now, I mean, I agree with what you're saying, but I will give credit where credit is due. They did, you heard, um, I forget which witness it was that said that um, they made a comment that, oh, it'll, it'll take them, you know, 20 years to uncover all of this. No one's ever going to find out. They, I mean, they did go to great lengths. They were very smart about what lengths they went to. Like they had all these shell companies and then the shell companies paid the lawyer, but then the lawyer funneled the money sure. to them so that it really couldn't be traceable. Case in point, it says loan repayment. So for those who are paying attention, um, do we know that, there are not this many coincidences in the world, sure. But in a court of law? Yes, but I would say this, right? This is how a crime syndicate runs. 
it's not like they've come up right. with some genius idea. Right. Yes. Pinky yes. in the brain. Oh, yes. we got an idea here. Every yes. crime syndicate in the world today right. runs shell companies, trusts, right. Right. pays here. It's a loan repayment. This is right. it's like if it looks like a duck. Yeah. Probably a duck. <laughs> you know, I mean, so. Yeah. So now do we expect anything to happen from it? No, no. no. No, of course it's nice not. Nice to know. Yeah, I mean, you know, you had Trump impeached twice over nothing, um, and meanwhile, I firmly believe that if you had Joe Biden literally on video admitting everything, they still would not do anything. No, but they've set that up perfectly because if tomorrow, if he admits yes. like Jenna just did to everything, they'd go, "A senile old man." Right, right. right. He doesn't you can't know trust him. Talk. Come on, you did, you guys didn't about. really Come trust on. him, did you? Come on. Did you not see him fall <laughs> four hundred times? Did you not see him shake hands with a ghost, call his wife some other person's name? Come on. You thought he was president for real? Are you saying, Yaku? Are you truly saying you've never? gotten your wife confused with your sister? Hey, if the president of the United... That's something to aspire to for young Americans, right? Be like Joe Biden. Right? Oh, God, please Be don't. out of your mind. Please don't. Come on, please. Um, all right, we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. <laughs> California State Senator, the aptly named Scott Weiner is now pushing for uh, trans males to be transferred in. Okay, so biological males should be transferred into women's prisons because, quote, trans women are more likely to be victimized by violence. So here's the, I can barely, God, he just, everything about this guy is like, God was like, you know what? This guy's name needs to be Wiener. It says, despite the false anti-trans narrative that trans women are faking it and trying to scam their way into women's spaces, the reality is trans women are far more likely to be victimized by violence. We need to ensure trans women in prison are treated with dignity and housed safely. Now, the women couldn't give a crap less about them because no. they're actually, they're being impregnated now in raped. some prisons, raped, impregnated, uh, yeah, f physically assaulted yeah. by biological males in women's prisons, which anyone with a functioning brain cell would know that that would be the eventual outcome when you're talking about criminals who commit crimes, who don't care if they beat up women. Sick people. But Scott Weiner says no. I had to really keep that together. I mean, it's the irony, right? But, but Have you ever seen a guy who should be named Wiener more than Scott Wiener? I, I should not add anything. Maybe I, only I, Brian Stelter. I, I, well, Stelter, well, that's one of your favorites, right? Come on. Mr. No, Potato Head. Look, Mr. Potato Head, I'd say this. Um, they don't care about women. There's nothing about them that ever cares about women. It's about rape and plunder and dysfunction. We know this factually. Hurt people hurt people. These guys are sick. Very, very sick. And now you're going to let them loose in a woman's prison mm -hmm. where the woman can't defend themselves. There's nowhere to go. They're literally landlocked. And we've seen the reports. We've seen violent, violent abuse. And so... Um, again, why do we as a society allow individuals like this to have power? 
and to have influence. Uh, we, we need a mirror, to hold up a mirror and look at society. We've allowed these people to, to run amok. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm really excited about the uh, NBA's first openly non-binary transgender referee. This is Che Flores. And um, I do... Does Chafe get to go into the locker rooms? Because the refs go in the locker rooms, right? I do have some questions. No, another, another sick dude in the, in the girls' locker rooms. I, I need you to help me figure this out, okay? Non, yes, non-binary yeah. means that you don't conform to either gender mm-hmm. or any gender. Mm-hmm. Lizard people. <laughs> no, I think that's a different thing. It's, it's got to be a lizard. <laughs> So be a how can blink, blink, let's see. Do you have a video of where he is blinking? She, you see if it Jim. blinks this way or this way? Um, so if you already don't subscribe to genders, mm-hmm. how can one be transgender? No, it's non-binary trans. Look, I am certain we will see <laughs> the day in our lifetime. Sense. We will see the day in our lifetime when they will add after the AIQ alphabet plus, and then they're gonna finally add the word confused. <laughs> they're gonna add that word. I, I'm the one who's confused. I don't understand. Confused. I'm just like I don't. Shim, I feel like would be much easier than even trying to label yourself as non-binary transgender. It rolls off the tongue. I don't know, maybe it. Um, but I just, golly, I'm about to get kicked off of YouTube. Um, well, they, but I, well, they can't define it for themselves. Sarah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, m- explain to me cohesively yes, and reasonably what the hell you mean by non-binary transgender, because it sounds to me like we're just indoctrinating an entire group of people who have a list of bu- buzzwords on a sheet. Yes. And, you know, it's like you pick one from here. It's like one of those, um, you're, uh, your rapper name is the name of your first address and, your, you know, one of those. And it's like a list of different categories. Yeah, and you like just pick mo- your buzzwords and string like them a, together a, and like you're a, a member of the LGBT community. Exactly. It's like a highly obese, uh, uh, obese morbidly depressed girl walking into Baskin and Robbins and picking her flavor of the day to feel better for the moment. But it does nothing to solve the internal right. deprived soul that has no purpose and no identity. And so that sheet just grows. Right, right. Which is why, and I'm not joking about no. the lizard thing. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I mean, who who knows? You got people now having li- lizard tails attached to their bodies. Oh my God. Crawling on all fours in London. Kids drinking out of bowls. It is satanic it's demonic it's very very sick people who need help honestly need mental help um well i know we have to take a break but i just would like to extend an open invitation for che flores to come on my show and please explain uh what being non-binary transgender means open invitation anytime we'll be right back I would just like for the audience to know that conversation extended into the break and we still <laughs> could not figure out what the hell non-binary transgender means. It, they, they, it doesn't, they don't go together by definition. Che, come on the show, Che. All right, I want to play this clip of uh, Joe Biden yesterday um, not knowing what the hell's going on or where the hell he was as usual. Watch. Good afternoon, folks. 
I'm not introducing me. Mark is. <laughs> I forgot Mark. I went, late. I went straight to the podium. I apologize. <laughs> no problem. Oopsies. Good afternoon. Oops. Okay, the best part about this. I'm not introducing. The best part about this is you know for certain his staff reminded him literally as soon as they walked out. Yeah. Mark is introducing you. You are not introducing you, Joe. He walks out and he tells he us what they said to him. I am not introducing you. <laughs> well, so you don't cry, you know? Follow the parrot. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.